NFL playoffs are here. And I got to admit, when the season first began, or I guess it was in the offseason that it was first announced, um, and I heard that there was going to be seven teams in the playoffs, I don't really, kn- I didn't really know what I was, what I thought about it. Until it occurred to me that there are fucking six games this weekend. Six games. What a treat. All on primetime. All of them on TV. Sit back. Saturday, Sunday. I swear if you have other plans, you're a fool. This is a sports lover's paradise that we are in. Um, so what... What do you guys fucking think about this? Six games. I mean, wildcard weekend's pretty exciting with four. Now we got six. So nonstop action from Saturday at one o'clock all the way until eight o'clock on Sunday night. Like, can you can you ask for anything more? Really? No. And I I hope they keep it. And I think they will. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, you want to recoup some of that revenue that you've lost this year and and try to keep that salary cap as high as possible at a playoff game. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I was I was totally against it at first. It really wasn't until the last two, like two or three weeks, where I was like piecing it together. It was just like something I never thought about. But woo, boy, I think I was, there's kind of this weekend. It's kind of twofold. It's it's not only do you get the extra playoff game, but then you also get a lot of meaningful football week seventeen. Yep. Um, because there is it's it's one by, so it's there's still the top teams are still deciding if they're going to go after the buy if it's still mathematically possible you get more teams fighting for that last seventh spot um you know half the half the games have actual implications versus just a snooze fest of people benching people yep week 17 honestly that 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 was the unexpected payoff that i didn't really expect um it's still not safe to run your fantasy league through week 17 but man so much more meaningful i mean there were not many teams that even sat out uh, and so, really fucking exciting final week. I mean, between AFC and NFC, two completely different conferences. I mean, we have a 10-win team on the AFC side that didn't make it in, and you have two teams on the NFC side that didn't have winning records that made it in. Like, that's wild. It's fucking wild. Absolutely. It, it was actually a pretty fitting end, if you think about it, uh, just how the NFC East gave us the uh, cherry on top of the season. Uh, first, obviously, the uh, the drama with uh, how the Giants-Cowboys game ended. Uh, the butt clinching fumble pickup, uh, kudos Gallman, and then uh, obviously the yanking of Hurts there at the end. Uh, just, just cherry on top, man. It was a fun finish. Oh yeah, and if if you think about it, you know the 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 division that everyone was talking about for so long, the NFC West. Uh, so they faced off against the NFC East. <laughs> so they just, if you look at the record between the NFC West against the NFC East, it, they just trashed them. Like, that's where all their losses came from, was they, they got paired with the worst division they possibly could have. And, of course, that's just a really, really awful division overall. But the Redskins at 7-9 and nine make it. Um, the Bears, in a losing effort, man, as a fan, as a team, that's got to you. Got to feel conflicted about that. You wanted to win that game to show, like, even if it didn't matter, that you could win a game and go in on your own merit. But they slipped into the playoffs. Like, you have to be conflicted if you're a fan in that in that uh, uh, playoff berth. It's one of those man just sucks. So we get a better draft pick, um, or you know, if you're if you can make a run, like I don't I don't think Chicago has all the all enough pieces uh, to make like a legit run. You're almost like you know, let's, let's just. Go on to next season. Let's get the stack up for the following year. Yep. I think Chicago kind of flew under the radar because of Washington being seven and nine. Everybody wants to, you know, to pile on the NFC East because we I mean, we knew weeks ago that the 
pers- the, the team that made the playoffs in the, in the NFC East was going to be below 500. So we've been kind of prepped for that. But the Bears sneak in at 8-8, eight and eight, and we act like that's somehow better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, the Bears, man, I, I almost – I wouldn't even – I would almost say the Bears are worse than Washington. Like, they, I, I, I'm telling you, the Bears are – they're bad. They're a bad team. There's a way better chance that Washington upsets the Bucks than the Bears have against the Saints for sure. I agree with that, and I actually have some pretty hard-line thoughts on that that we'll get to a second when we go through. We're going to break down every game in the playoffs today. Um, I'm giddy with excitement about this weekend, like truly. I have my whole weekend planned around it. Bad time for dry January, but I'm going to make it work. <laughs> yes, we will, baby. <laughs> But uh, let's talk about a couple other things. Uh, Week 17, there's just a couple things we need to recap. Um, I think we really got to start with the Eagles Monday night game. I mean, it's just getting ripped in the press. There isn't much more we can say about it. But I do have some stuff that I want to say about it. Uh, First of all, what was your guys' take? Is is it really as bad as everyone says? It's it's just stupid. You know, he's saying he's coaching to win. But obviously, Sudfield's not the guy who's going to drive them down. And, uh, you know, there's there's always two sides to a story. It's not like Jalen Hurts had a great day, right? Um, but but you know at the end of the day he is he's the guy who gave them the best chance to win. Sure. To me, it's it's you can't you can't kind of straddle the fence on this one. Either you go out and say hey we're playing to win and you actually play to win, or you do what they did and you come out and say hey we realize that we weren't really playing for anything. Uh, we've had issues with protection. We want to make sure that Jalen is, is healthy and ready to go next season. This, you know, our season's already over, and then and just own up to it if that's what you did. Um, but you can't. We're not dumb. Like you can't tell us you're trying to win, but then you put in Sudfield, who is is not. There's there's no. You don't need to evaluate him. He's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Well, the uh, the train wrecks really. I think this is the beginning of it. Um, all the players are coming out and saying like, "We didn't know." They're they're not getting into it, but they're pissed. They're pissed about the substitution. Then you got the owner who's like, "No, Carson's our guy." Uh, there's a lot of question marks, man. I I wouldn't be surprised if maybe uh, Peterson gets the boot there too. And I know that's early after you know the previous Super Bowl win, but um, yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of mess yeah. around Philly. I saw a picture on Twitter that Zach Ertz was sitting on the sideline for like an hour after the and, game. And Carson Wentz, and uh, I don't even remember who else it was, but it was another like big leader on that team. Uh, that's huge. There could be a huge schism in that locker room. The Eagles are a dumpster fire, man. They're fucked. They're so fucked. The reality um, is he, he's lost the team. Yes. There's, there's enough people who have been vocal and, and not keeping it in-house that if there's been four or five people vocally uh, criticizing it, that means there's 20, 25 that are thinking that. Yeah. Now, if, it, if it's against the rules that you can't tank, okay. I do think they should be penalized. But there's no actual rule. So if, if there is a rule in place, it's an unofficial rule, right? Or, or is there actually a rule in place that you cannot intentionally lose a game? Yeah, there, there's competition things, but, you know, it, they're, they're so vague. Like, you basically have yeah. to line up with eight guys or, like, do something so obnoxiously absurd. Uh, like I said, he can, he can cover his butt there because Hertz wasn't, like, you know, having a stellar day. Um, so then that's kind of why he has his, his comment of, uh, you know, he, I, I'm coaching to win, which is bullshit. I think most of those rules are around, like, gambling and betting and, and things like that. Um, but, again, I mean, the NFL has, has shown a recent history of overstepping – establish policies and rules and punishments and kind of doing its own thing. So I don't think you can rule it out, but I don't think Adele has the balls to do anything about it. Sure. 
No, I agree. I definitely agree with that last part. Um, although, who <laughs> knows, man? I mean, they, they've they've punished a lot teams with with lesser um, evidence. But I mean, if if you're the Eagles, it really is better for you. Uh, I, I don't even know what they moved up in terms of draft stock, but I think they moved up like three or four spots because of that loss. So that's huge in itself. Um, they weren't going to make the playoffs regardless. So I don't know, man. If, if I'm a fan, I have to be a little bit torn. Um, and a lot of Giants fans, Giants fans are hilarious. They're like, it's because the Eagles hate us more. Like, what? No. <laughs> you, can't, you can't convince me that the Eagles hate the Giants more than they hate the Redskins or right. the Cowboys or anybody in that division. It's pretty ironic because I feel like just last week or maybe the week prior, we were talking about how tanking doesn't happen, right? It doesn't happen because the players are never going to want to tank and the players didn't want to tank. But here's why I think Peterson is safe because if Peterson did that, I feel like he probably did it with the knowledge that he was going to be back next year. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or maybe there was some backdoor dealings with the organization where they're just like, hey, we have nothing to play for. Um, if, if, if you have the opportunity in the fourth quarter to do something – that makes us lose a game, like throwing old Sudfeld, uh, who, by the way, they don't even have on contract next year, so they can't even play bullshit, you know, like, well, maybe he's our guy next year. <laughs> there's there's no argument that justifies it. Yeah, hopefully when they don't re-sign him, they're like, well, we didn't like his performance in the fourth quarter of week 17, so... Uh, yeah, yeah and you can't even... And, and most teams don't even carry three quarterbacks anymore, so it's not like you can say, "Oh, well, we're gonna bring him back." Like it's just it's complete bullshit. Like we're not fucking stupid, dude. <laughs> yep. So just ridiculous. Um, really can't say enough about that. But another thing that happened last weekend that I really want to talk about is obviously the college football semifinals. Um, and you want to talk about asterisks? Uh, I think this whole season has been an asterisk. Nobody really knew what we're going to see about from Ohio State. Well, nobody except for Marcus over here who said in the pod very confidently, and we we didn't really rip him for it, but we were like, I think you're fucking wrong about that. He said they were going to steamroll Clemson, and damn, did they ever. Yeah, um, I'll tell you what. People can say whatever they want about Justin Fields. No one can question that kid's toughness, man. Uh, whenever he's in Madden next year, it's got to be 100 for t- toughness. Uh, I, th- I thought he fractured a vertebrae, uh, shattered a rib. Like, it looked gruesome. And he just comes out just wheeling and dealing. Uh, that's what Toradol does for you. Yep. I'm kind of surprised there wasn't a tar- like a targeting on that. There, there, was. Was there was a targeting? Did he get yeah. ejected? Yep. Wow. Yeah. So that, that's one of those plays where – just seeing the play, and I didn't. I guess I didn't realize he got ejected. He, he like that's for the defense, the, the defender's safety. Like he came yeah. in straight, like hit him with the top of his head. Yeah, like that. Like that's one of the ones where like that's for the you know. It's not even what he did to to Fields. It's like for your own safety, you need to get the hell out of here. And Alabama just absolutely fucking steamrolls Notre Dame. Um, I I, I think everyone knew this was going to happen. Um, Notre Dame is just one of these programs that. Just soft. There's something about them, man. They they just recruit soft, or I don't really know what it is. They have such good recruiting classes, but in the end, they always fall short. Always yeah. fall short. Well, I think the the regular season's always inflated because they can handpick their opponents. Yeah, it's true. I mean, this year they played pretty much exclusively an ACC schedule, but um, yeah, I mean, Notre Dame. Everyone saw that coming, but what I didn't necessarily see coming, I knew Alabama was good, but Alabama is really fucking good. Oh, what, yeah. are, what are you guys' thoughts on the national championship? Man, it's, it's hard. It's hard to not go for Alabama. But what I will say is they are not as stout as they've been, uh, right. which is very evident. 
Um, Jalen Waddle's supposed to be back for the national championship, but I think it's all going to come down to uh, Justin Fields' health um, because they're, they're, Ohio State's pretty good up front. Um, I'd expect a shootout, and I'd, I'd expect it to come down late. Um, but depending on how those ribs feel, I, you know, I have to go for Alabama because I hate Ohio State, but, uh, but I hope Justin Fields balls out. Yep. I'll, this is just one of these classically good, no weakness Alabama teams. Uh, we know what Saban does. Um, and I hate to say it, but they don't have Clemson to stop them this time. Uh, and Clemson seems to be the only one that can take Alabama down. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I think Alabama's going to roll. I really do. Especially with the injury to Fields. You know, it doesn't seem like it's that bad, but just anything that takes him off his game is going to hurt them. Yeah, I mean, plus give giving Saban any type of time um, extra, you know, to prepare. He's 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 a monster. Sure. I'm really hoping Alabama gets just blown out because I want Mac Jones to fall to 15, but uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, we going back to week 17. Um, we were talking about you know with this with the seven team format, uh, the exciting things that happened, and one of the exciting things is I really love that num- only one team gets a bye week. I think that's fantastic. Um, because you're really fighting for even the number one spot. You know, it's not just getting in the playoffs. It's also getting that, getting the right seating. Um, and so, so few teams rested. And some teams paid the price. I mean, you saw the Bucks. I'm telling you, I, I was telling you guys, I, I played golf in the Tampa Bay area that morning, and it was slippery. Uh, I was playing disc golf, saw a guy bust ass. It was, it was rainy, it was wet, and I immediately thought of the Bucks game. And sure enough, Mike Evans gets hurt. Um, he, I, I don't think it's structural, but he's probably going to miss a game, right? Is it, what, what are they, what are they thinking? I think that hyperextension usually means a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, it looks it, terrible. Yeah. It's, I'm all, it's all, I'm always torn on it. Um, you know, I think getting some rep, reps is very important because you see it, you've, you know, I've seen it so far, so long, um, uh, teams resting going into their wild card bye week, which obviously it's different this season. But people just come out a little, a little sloppier, not having like some of those game reps and the, even even ten game reps makes makes all the difference in the world. Right? Um, yeah, just keeping up with speed, keeping the mentality in because you can only uh, you know emulate so much in practice. Um, obviously, we have, everyone knew that like Kansas City is definitely going to rest where they they could, even though everyone didn't rest. I think Kelsey still played. Um, you know, some snaps, um, but you know, most of the teams did it well. Uh, and can we just give a quick shout out to uh, Derek Henry for hitting 2K? I'm so pumped. You know, we, we were talking about that going into the last two weeks. Uh, I'm I'm so ecstatic to see the, like them grind it out. I think they would have given the ball 50 times if he needed needed it to get to uh, to that mark. Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised by it. Um, uh, to me, that's I don't know. I, I I'm so happy for Derek Henry. Don't get me wrong, but man. If, if that takes anything from his game this week, I mean, shit. But he gets another 200-yard game. This guy is just unstoppable. What a big play gamer, man. Yeah, I, I can't imagine he's going to be uh, worn down for for this matchup. You know, he's, he's, he's unbelievable. Yep. I think at, at, at the NFL level, you, uh, there has to be kind of a give and take between the actual individual player. Um, because I mean, these are professionals, especially the veterans. They know what they need if they want to play on a snap count and they want a little bit of extra rest, or if they're a guy that wants to play the whole game, like you kind of like let the player decide. I, I would prefer to treat it like a preseason game. Uh, come out, play your starters for the first quarter, for the first half, maybe, and then bench them. That way, you're minimizing the risk, but you stay fresh because I, I, I definitely, there's rust involved if you take that time off. 
Um, especially if you're a team like Kansas City who has a bye week. Now, now you're talking two weeks off. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know that I'd want to do it. Sure. Yep. Well, the Steelers and the Chiefs both both did rest their players, and that's always that's controversial as well. You know, I, I kind of like maybe just throw them out for the first half, um, just for a couple plays, get them get them in the rhythm in the rhythm. So many times, and I, I always quote them, and everybody really does because they they were the the Colts, always clinching that bye week and always just resting on their laurels, and they'd come out flat in the playoffs. So many one and dones with Peyton Manning. Uh, do, are you guys worried at all about either of those teams? I mean, the Steelers kind of had no choice, but the Chiefs? The Chiefs, yeah, kind of. Like I said, some of the guys were still playing. Uh, I think they did a quarter and done, uh, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't get in, dig into that game too much. Uh, Pittsburgh, they generally, other than T.J. Watt, they, they rested a lot of the older guys. Um, you have to rest Ben. You can't even take that chance because uh, if he goes out, you know you're done. Uh, Minka played the whole game. Uh, Joe Hayden caught COVID, so he'll be out this week too. He must have been dancing with the Browns in the locker room. Um, but, um, um, yeah, other than that, it was just the older guys. Pouncey, who's always been injury prone. Uh, DeCastro got some time off. You know, he's kind of been banged up this year. Uh, you know, Cam, uh, we're just old, older older guys out there we're needing that day. And that kind of touches, uh, touches back to what Derek was just saying. Uh, you know, they know their body. Uh, a lot of those vets, it works a little bit differently with them. Uh, but it's, it's catch 22. You're going to be in a, it depends, it depends on how you perform the following week. If you made the right decision or not. Right. I'd, I'd be worried as Kansas city. Um, they've been kind of up and down lately anyways. Uh, and, and what the, how much they want to pass to attack the other team. I think a lot of that's timing based and, and I'd, I'd be worried to lose some of that timing. Yep. Yep. And the, the Browns win, but barely. Fucking Mason Rudolph almost engineered a comeback. I think they missed the two-point conversion, right, to tie it? That, yep. that, that's how they lost. Like, that cannot be, feel good for the Browns. Uh, and with everything going on with COVID, Browns might be fucked. We'll, we'll talk about that when we do the preview, but my God, they they might be fucked. Yeah, yeah there's going to be some issues there, but truthfully, you don't want no one wanted that game in overtime. Right. Uh, it, you know, nobody did. Uh, and real quick, Devonta Smith just uh, won the Heisman. Really? Okay. Yeah, just got the you got the official note. So congrats to him. Oh yeah, that's great. Breaking I like news. It. Breaking news. It's about time. Yeah, yeah. non-quarterback. Um, I, I mean, for the for the Browns, you, you got to wonder too. There's been some rumblings and some uh, you know leaks. And you don't know if it's the team doing it to kind of save face, uh, but allegedly they went in with a very scripted playbook. Various, and they didn't want to show too much, so they were they're trying to use just enough to get by uh, because they were weren't taking the Steelers very seriously um, with with Rudolph in there. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, a bit you can show or hide. Like these teams, two teams know each other, so they they've got an idea of what's coming. It's not like playing a team, you know, them going up against the Chiefs, which they see once every you know five, four or five years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's definitely some scripts going into that because you, you know you, you know they're resting everybody. Well, especially when you know you're going to see them again next week. Yeah. Like you don't want to <laughs> you don't want to show too much. Yep. And Mitch Mitch Trubisky is just the last thing that I want to touch base on in the week 17. We already talked about the Bears losing and still making it in. Uh, Mitch Trubisky's been hot, red hot, to be honest, go, going into this week. Um, I started him in fantasy championship week. He he did good. I mean, he's done well. It looked like the Bears were going to turn it around. 
The game, the script was written for the Bears. It looked like they were going to turn it around. They were going to beat the Packers, storm into the playoffs. Nagy's job was going to be saved, everything. But they lose. Mitch Trubisky looks absolutely horrendous. I mean, that second half was so fucking bad. He made in the red zone five times and didn't score a single point. So, uh, I'm sorry, a single touchdown. So, it's just, it's more of the same with Trubisky. He's afraid. He's gun-shy. Uh, it's not a good look going into the playoffs. Um, how worried are you for the Bears? I mean, they're just going to get steamrolled. It's it's hard to say that they're not. Uh, Green Bay has been exceptional, like just, just about all season long. Um, you know, I have to root for Chicago. Um, you know, they, they still have the pieces. You know, Cleo Max do. You know, he he hasn't had a uh, up the par season. Uh, they do have some players on defense. Um, Bakhtiari being out is going to be huge. It's going to be huge. So I think that levels the playing field um, just a, quite a bit, actually. But um, it's going to be a weird contract thing with Mitch, right? So you're either going to – you can't tag him because you're looking at, what, $30, $37 million? Not a chance in hell. Right. Um, you do like a two-year, $15 million a year contract because I, th- I think there's good value there. Uh, but it's all coming down to this performance. If, if he goes lights out against Green Bay – in the postseason, you kind of gotta gotta pay him, even if it's a three-year deal, similar to Kirk uh, Kirk Cousins' deal, you know, in the you know high twenties, low thirties range. Yep, yep. So they had the Saints this week, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so, the, so against the Saints, uh, I mean, well, we'll 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 get we'll get into the game. Don't don't worry. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll preview the game. Don't don't worry about that. I do actually sure. want to touch base on one more week seventeen happening because it's just disappointing. And I hate to say it, but our boy Brian Flores probably lost coach uh, coach of the year because of it. But the Dolphins just getting fucking rolled by the by the Bills. Uh, I was totally on the Flores train, but man, you lose that badly on a game that you can clinch the playoffs. Like wh- the Dolphins just fell apart. Yeah, yeah, I, I hate to agree with you because I'm I'm such a big fan, man. He's done such a great job, but that. That, that's a game if you're going to lose, it better be close. It better be late. Yep. Uh, Buffalo really didn't have too much to play for. And honestly, Buffalo might be my favorite team right now outside of, you know, outside of Pittsburgh, of course. Uh, but, you know, as a non-stealer team, I, I think they could potentially be the most dangerous. Just just good enough on defense, but very, like, very versatile, man. They're, they're just clicking. They're, they're clicking so hot right now at the right time. Yep. They're red hot. Absolutely red hot. Them and the Packers roll into the playoffs about as hot as you can possibly be. Uh, they yep. kind of remind me a lot of each other, to be honest. They're just these hardcore, powerful offenses and somewhat mediocre defenses, but man, they can sling the rock. Holy shit. Yeah, uh, I think Flores is out of, out of the contention for, for Coach of the Year for sure. Who will uh, win it? He, what's that? Who do you think will win it? I like Mc, McDermott. Yeah, honestly, sure for for a team that because really to me that the coach of the year isn't coach of the year just like MVP is not MVP. Coach of the year is the team that the, the coach that whose team exceeded expectations the most. And for the Bills to go thirteen and three and, and win the East commandingly, um, I, I like McDermott. Sure. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I I'll agree with that one. Um, I don't I don't think there's much much contention around um when you when you talk about exceeding expectations like wow like bravo great job right the only the only other consideration and it's hard because they didn't have a winning record but everything that ron rivera went through this season um just off the field too it'd be it'd be hard not to see him as you know a top two if he doesn't win it 
Yeah. Well, Stefanski, uh, old Stefanski, I know we're going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, he, he's another guy, obviously, up, up in the charts in the top three. For sure. And you got probably would be in my top three. You got to put Adam Gase in there, one of the hottest coaches at the end of the season. Two out of three. <laughs> one, two out of three, baby. Adam Gase. That's my boy. It's a great career record. <laughs> but I, I think Miami is going to be fine. They have, they, they picked twice in the first 18 picks. Sure. Um, they're going to be okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I cannot wait to start talking about the uh, the draft, but uh, that's that, that's for another pod. Yep. Let's go ahead and storm right into these playoffs, guys. We'll start right from the top. We're going to do all six games. We don't normally do that. We pick the best games normally, but with six games, fuck, they're all the best games. Um, Bill, Colts at Bills. Uh, Bills are six-and-a-half-point favorite. At the, If I would have told you that, that at the beginning of the year, that would have been fucking shocking, but the way things are panning out, the Colts look awfully mediocre, and the Bills are fucking red hot. Uh, what do you guys think about this game, and uh, any any bold predictions? Um, I've definitely got a bold prediction. I'm going to completely do um, a 180 here. Um, the Bills are hot, and they're one of my favorites, but Indy does have a solid defense. And and so at plus seven, plus seven is a good number. Uh, this is definitely going to be a ball control game and hoping try to get your defense to force a turnover. Um, as far as biggest upsets, I th- I'd put this one up there in my top two of the, of the week. Um, I, I, I like, man, if John, Jonathan Taylor can run like that, uh, what, 250 yards? How about Derrick Henry goes for 240 and he doesn't even have the most yards in the week? Um, the, the talent's there, the potential's there. Uh, just can't can't rely on all, old, old gunslinger rivers to, uh, to be throwing it around too much. Right. So the high in Buffalo – Saturday's 31 degrees. That old ass shoulder is going to be even worse than it has been all year. Um, I just, they're going to be so one dimensional. And, and I, th- I think the difference maker here is Josh Allen's legs. I think he runs for 50 yards and a touchdown and they win by 10. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, 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 we're going to do a uh, podcast just purely on our bad takes. And my worst take this year has to be that I don't believe in the bills uh, they, they were on this pace where they made the playoffs and they didn't make the playoffs and then they made the playoffs. And I thought this was going to be another off year. I was fucking wrong. Um, I think they're going to roll them. I really do. Uh, I don't like Rivers. I think he's fucking terrible. Um, and I, like you said, McDermott, I, I, out of all those guys, I have faith in McDermott. And uh, with the way that Stephon Diggs and Allen are clicking right now, um, maybe. It's unreal. Yeah. And Diggs is, Diggs is used to playing in that weather, man. He played in Lambeau Field so many times, and so he he's no stranger to the cold. Um, played in Maryland ball in college. So, yeah, I, I, I really like the Bills in this game. Now, the points, that's a completely different thing. Um, that points have me a little bit worried. I'm not going to lie. I, I don't even – I this is a game I don't think I'm touching, personally, from a betting standpoint. Yeah, and I, I, I'm definitely interested to uh, – the snow or not is going to make a huge difference. Yeah. You know, being, being up there on the lake, it's a depressing city, but – Bill's Mafia is back in town, baby. Um, we're going to get some great videos. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be nice to see them, you know, suplexing and elbow drops through uh, fold-up tables. Um, it's, it's it's very interesting games. Probably my second most interesting game of the weekend. Yep. Yep. No, it's it's going to be exciting. Honestly, I it's the game I'm most excited for just because – um, I think the line is the line scares me. Like, I, if it was smaller, I'd go Bills all day. But I think with those points, man, I'm gonna, I'm definitely going Colts. If if I if I had to bet the spread, I think I'd bet on the Colts there. 
And uh, another little uh, tidbit here, the Bills just signed Kenny Stills. Uh, not a huge, like, sexy signing, but a Week 17 free agent to add a little bit of a veteran depth, a possible uh, home run hitter at certain plays. Hey, deep, deep ball to him could uh, change the game fast. I think it's, I think it's a great pick or a pickup for them with, with the way that Diggs has been working across the field, kind of those intermediate routes, just to have a guy that might get lost in coverage, break coverage, and, and just mm-hmm. end up you know wide open. And, and Josh Allen has the big enough arm, no matter where he's on the field, if he sees it, he can hit it. So. Wait. Oh, yeah, how many how, how many times in Kenny Stills' career we we see all like three points every single week, and then he goes three catches for 107 yards and three touchdowns? And we're like, what the hell? Yeah. yeah. As soon as you stop paying attention to him, he starts hitting home runs. He could yeah. be a secret weapon because if you're the you're the Colts, you have to take Diggs away. You you absolutely have to because they don't have a good enough run game to just pound it out. You know, they, they're going to have to throw it, snow or not. So yeah, I think I'm taking the Colts and the points, but Bills ultimately win the game. I have no doubt about that. Uh, so next game Saturday, and this is when my buzz is starting to creep. It's four o'clock now. The Rams at Seahawks, another exciting game. Although, is it really? Um, at the beginning of the year, I, I actually I would say the middle of the year. That if you would have known that this was in the first round, I'd be like, man, that's got to be the game of the week, right? But the fucking Rams, after just looking so impressive, impressive, like they don't have their quarterback, um, they're losing bad games. I. I what do you guys think about this game? The, the Seahawks are four point favorites. I'm, I'm just gonna go Rams. I'm gonna go Rams and defense. Uh, Wake Forest boy, he, he slung it well enough. Um, Seattle's gonna have to run the ball. Um, they split this season, I believe, or the Seahawks. Yeah, they split this season. Split. Yeah, yeah, which was pretty consistent with pretty much everyone in the uh, the NFC West there. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that Aaron Donald shows up. I know he's going to probably maybe he'll be a little upset for not being like at the hype at the the height of the uh, NFL MVP conversation. Um, but, yeah, he's going to sling. And Cam Akers, here you go, 120 in a tutty. And uh, the Rams pull off this upset. Interesting. I kind of like the Rams, too, <laughs> uh, for, for a lot of the same reasons. I think with Ramsey on the outside, I, I think if anybody's going to slow down, shut down DK Metcalf, it's that type of, of corner. Um, a, a physical long corner. Uh, I like pressure up the middle against little ass Russ. Um, I, I think it's it's a really good matchup for the Rams, and it's probably one of the few teams I, I would like them against this week. Yeah, the weird thing is, like, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but we're talking about a division game where they're playing the third time this season, six times in the last two years. They make the play maybe the year before. Uh, but the X factor really is this quarterback. They have one game of tape. Like how do you prepare for it? You just, it's, it's a, it's a hard adaption. Yeah. that And I think once you see the third go around, I think you got to put a little more value on coaching and the Rams edge, edge out the Seahawks and coaching. See, I'm glad you guys are both going Rams. I'm going the exact opposite way. This game's going to be one on third and eights. It's going to be one of these games, man. The Rams with their defense and then their question mark at quarterback. But what is the biggest weakness on the Seahawks? It's their secondary. Um, I'll be watching Jamal Adams like a hawk. It, does anybody know his status? Is he playing? Because that's that's a big concern. Like I'd love to make this call if I knew Jamal Adams was playing or not. If he's playing, I'd feel a lot better about it. But still. That's the Seahawks' biggest weakness is going through the air. So if 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 uh, McVay can come up with some ridiculous game plan and get this guy to, to up to snuff and somehow pour on this aerial assault against the Seahawks, then yeah, 
I'm with it. But, dude, I'm telling you, this game's going to be won on third and eights. And give me my boy, Russ. I know he's had a disappointing season overall. He started red hot. But, man, I love Russell Wilson in this in this spot. He really has not been a huge factor in the playoffs in recent years. It's disappointing. Uh, but I'm telling you, I, I think we're going to see the Russ of old. And I, 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 I take the Seahawks to win it, and I take the points. I like them a lot in this game. I mean, we, I think we've all been on the record saying that we, we think that Jared Goff's just kind of just a guy. Yeah. So I don't think moving to Wolford is is a huge, huge drop-off for them. Because, I th- again, I think Great. Goff's a guy. So, I mean, so Wolford's the only – the first quarterback in the history of the NFL to throw for 200 and run for 50 in his debut. Which is yeah. crazy sad to begin with because you, you would think, like, Cam Newton, Lamar, like, so many – like, 200 yards isn't a lot of yards passing. But he's only got to do it. Yep. Yeah, and, you know, it was actually a staple at one point in time, like, you know, because that puts you over 3,000 for the season, which was a, a successful year. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually glad that you said third Nates is going to win it. Uh, it's, I think that's probably one of the more uh, underrated yet accurate statements that's going to come of this game. Uh, th- those third medium to longs, are, it's, they're so difficult. And, yeah, Russ is a player, obviously, he just makes magic in those type of downs. Uh, I think the coolest thing – would be from this game would be weeks later. Uh, all the magic happens and Wofford uh, gets the Rams to win a Super Bowl. And then he goes to renegotiate his contract. He says, Hey coach, <laughs> how much are you paying your non-Super Bowl winning quarterback? We're going to up that, kick him to the curb. <laughs> I'm 38. What, what, uh, what, which secondary would you rather throw into and which pass rush would you want to face? I'd, I'd, I'd want Russell Wilson throwing the ball either in either scenario. <laughs> fair. That's fair. I'm, I'm telling you, dude, I, I just I, – I, this guy, I've, I've watched him his entire career. He's diced up my team. I'm wearing a Adrian Peterson jersey. When you see a guy and he just crushes your team every time, you, you develop this certain respect for him. And, dude, I have so much respect for Russell Wilson. And I just – I, I kind of root for him, man. I don't want the Seahawks to win the Super Bowl because I fucking hate their fan base. But I'm rooting for Russell Wilson. I want them to do just good enough that Russell Wilson looks good, but not good enough that the Seahawks can be like, oh, fucking rings. Like, God damn. But, yeah, I love Russell Wilson. I, I really hope we see the vintage Russell Wilson this game. So you want, a, you want a situation where, like, Russ leads a comeback, gets down to score the winning touchdown, and then, like, the fault of the loss is, like, on Pete Carroll. Like, let's say he calls, like, a slant at the one or <laughs> exactly. something. Exactly. Like no, he, he calls – he, yeah, he calls a slant, and Russell Wilson goes up there, and he goes, no, we're running it this time. And they get him on audio, and Pete Carroll's like, what are you doing on the sidelines? That, that's how I want this game to end. <laughs> exactly, with Pete Carroll as a fucking bad guy. If, if, there, if there's an over-under prop for uh, penalties or possible fists flying between DK Metcalf and Jalen, I'm taking the over. It's yeah. going to be scrappy. It's going to be nasty, and it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, and you know who's starting that fight. Oh, yeah. Jalen fucking Ramsey. Gosh. All right, guys, let's move on. So the Bucks, you know, uh, the cardiac Bucks, the up and down, the never know what you're going to fucking get Bucks. Uh, they go off and they play another team. That you have no idea what you're going to fucking get. The Redskins, they can beat the best team in the NFL. They can lose to the worst. They're 0-2 against the Giants this year. Like, Daniel Jones is 4-0 against the Redskins in his career. He has, like... Seven career wins, <laughs> and that's not even like that's not even an exaggeration. Uh, so this is this to me is the biggest question mark of the weekend. Uh, the Bucks are eight and a half point favorites, but 
man, what the fuck? Like, what? What is your guys' take on this game? I, I, I have no idea. This is another game that I'm. I don't think I'm touching from a betting perspective this week. The uh, the Redskins pass rush, they can get after anybody. And I'm, I would have started to lean them a little bit, especially on the cover, until this rookie, Chase Young, coming off the field, calling out Brady. How dumb can you be? Like, like we won't you, you've had, you had to watch people call him out for, like, your whole entire, like, life growing up. It's the dumbest thing you could do. Yep. Bucks by 40. Like, yeah. he, just, he just cost his team the game right there. Like, no one needs to piss Brady off. I, uh... I mean, I'm, I've been on the record. I think I've said this probably a million times. The, the easiest way to, to, to stop Tom Brady is to get pressure with four. And I think that the Redskins absolutely can do it. Um, they have a problem against Daniel Jones because he can break contain. Tom Brady's not breaking contain. Uh, they're going to keep him in the pocket. They're going to punish him in the pocket. If they if the Bucks start slow, I don't know that they dig themselves out this week. Uh, they, he doesn't have Evans in the red zone. Uh, I, I just... I, I think it all really depends on how the Bucks start and if the Bucks defense shows up. They showed up last week, but they haven't showed up very many times over the past six weeks. Um, so this is this is I wouldn't touch this unless I for some reason woke up you know Saturday morning and I and I liked Washington to cover. But there's no chance I would take the Bucks with that spread. Yeah, I'm not taking the Bucks with the points, but um, for everything you just said, Derek and I 100% agree. Um, I agree with both your takes, but here's what I don't agree with, or here's what I do agree with, and it's a, I agree with Marcus. You know who's a really, really great story this year? Really remarkable. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know if you saw it. Uh, his wife made a trophy out of his knee brace. Um, it's a beautiful story. He's 100% the comeback player of the year. It's a great story. Like It's one of those things that really warms your heart. He is a fucking terrible quarterback this year. A fucking atrociously bad Awful, awful quarterback. Look at his stats. So after Marcus didn't mention them, I thought we were going to get through Dude, a Washington game without an Alex Smith reference, and I was—I like, I was going to save it. For I was like that. holding my breath. I—I—I oh, <laughs> I, I wanted. I, I bet Marcus has a chub over there because I, I just wanted to build him up to bring him down because it really is. It's a beautiful story. The guy's fucking bad. Really, 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 really bad. Look at his stats this year. He—he's so incredibly bad. Six touchdowns. Eight interceptions. He has a 78 quarterback rating. He has so many games where he didn't even pass for 200 yards. He looks fucking terrible. Outside of two games against the Lions and the Giants, he's been a trash quarterback. The Bucs defense is good. It's good. Um, I think the Bucs are going to roll at eight and a half points, though. I think I'm taking the Redskins with those points, 100%. But if if you're trying to say an upset with Washington, I just find it so hard to believe. They have... They have the fucking, like everything you said, they have the blueprints to do it, but it, Alex Smith has to have the game of his life, and I just don't believe he can. Yeah, I, th- I think if they if they are able to, it's going to be like when the Giants beat Brady in the Super Bowl. It's going to be like one of those under 40-point games, probably flirting with 30 or under. Uh, the defense is just going to have to be amazing, and Washington's going to ground and pound and chunk away and chip, chip, chip three and a half yards at a time with, uh, with a four-yard yak. Antonio, yeah. I, I still don't like. I still don't. I, th- I think the Bucks either late, late touchdown, late field goal, they still win. Um, but I wouldn't. I don't think this is a typical situation when you look at one team that's eleven and five and one that's seven and nine. I think it's a lot closer than those two records indicate. Sure, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yep. All right. So now we're done with Saturday. Uh, we're hungover on Sunday. 
It's a one o'clock game. Another great game. Another fantastic game. In fact, a rematch from 2019. The Baltimore Ravens at the Tennessee Titans. Uh, the Titans are three and a half point dogs, probably because they ran the running back into the ground last week. Um, at home against the Ravens. Big surprise to me that a little bit, well, not a big surprise, a little bit of a surprise that they're favorite or dogs at home. What do you guys think about this game? Well, I'm with you. Three and a half points on the road. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to definitely ride the Titans here. But uh, I think I think the Titans bounced them back-to-back seasons in the playoffs, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Right? I believe so. Yeah. Interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll double-check it in, uh, after this but uh, in, in a minute. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, Tennessee's they're doing the right things in all the right places. Um, Baltimore is just not the team that they they used to be. Right. Uh, they finished with a five game win streak, which was awesome for them. But they're I, I don't think they're quite as good as the, you know their eleven and five record shows. Um, I, think, I think the Titans are gonna I think this is uh, I was gonna lock one in. Uh, you lock them in at plus three and a half, but I, I like them to win at, at home outright. Kind of you know keep say bye bye Baltimore three times in a row. <laughs> I think I think all the pressure is on on the Ravens and, and particularly I think on Lamar. I mean if if you go out and you lose this game, now your moniker, now what you're known for is you can't win play in the playoffs. What good you know your regular season quarterback? You know you're another Peyton Manning at the start of his career. Um, I don't I don't see how Baltimore pieces enough together. You know we, we've talked about this earlier when it comes to drops. I mean. It only gets harder to catch the football when it gets cold out, and the Ravens receivers are prone to drops. I don't think Lamar throws the ball on target enough that he can you can afford that. Um, and I just don't see him winning the game with his leg against the Titans defense, and and he's not going to get as many opportunities. So those mistakes are going to be amplified. I think this is going to be a short game. Um, I think that the, the Titans are going to do what the Titans do. They're going to ride Derrick Henry have to. And, and Tannehill on the play action, and it's going to be a short game. The clock's going to be running the whole time. Yeah, and remember, um, um, I, never mind, I lost what I was going to say. So the Chargers actually bounced Baltimore uh, in, Lamar, in Lamar's uh, rookie uh, season. Um, so I'm going to go a different way, or not even a different way, but uh, I have a, a, a good feeling about the Ravens, and here's why. Uh, the, a big difference for me is that the Titans' defense is not what it was last year. Um, I think it's a, a pretty glaring weakness. On I don't think that they have the stuff to hold down Lamar like they did last year. Um, and let's, let's face it, man. There was a lot of trickery. It was a brilliant game plan that went into that Titans win last year in the playoffs. Uh, that fucking Tebow throw by Derrick Henry. I just watched a replay of that the other day. What a beautiful play like that. That was the, that was the coaching. It was a coaching experience to watch. I was at Ferg's when I watched it and man, I just ate up that game because I was rooting against the Ravens. I don't think it's going to happen again. Uh, I do think the Ravens get balanced in the playoffs, but I don't think the Titans are the team to do it. Um, three and a half points. So that's interesting to me. Um, I, uh, man, I don't know where I'm going with that. I love the Ra- I love the Ravens to win with the points. I think I'm still going with the Ravens. I got a, I got a weird, good feeling about them and John Harbaugh, man. I respect him so much as a coach. Uh, 100%. the guy can pull out miracles and this isn't even a miracle. He just has to play the games that they've done and not just get surprised like they did last year in the playoffs. Maybe a good time to re-sign Earl Thomas. Yeah. Hell yeah. Maybe get a, get a threesome in on Saturday night right for the game just to get him charged up. <laughs> the Bears at Saints, probably the most, the least interesting game. I think we can all agree the weekend. Um, I think, man, if the Bears would have just won, how different would this line look right now? 
uh, but it doesn't. And Mitch Trubisky, last I checked, is still starting at quarterback. Maybe this is the time to roll out uh, nine-inch Nick, though. I'm telling you, playoffs, that's when fucking Foles shines, but they aren't. They're rolling out Trubisky. Maybe he goes out in the first quarter and Foles comes in and pulls off a miracle. But 10-point dogs in New Orleans. What do you guys think? The, New Orleans, Orleans going to cover by a lot. They're the, so good. The only script, the only kind of way this game goes where it's close or the Bears have a chance um, is if Cleo Mack is, is all over Drew Brees. Yep. Um, Drew Brees definitely is favoring those ribs still, which, I mean, anybody would be. He's definitely trying to cover him up as fast as possible. He, he's bailing out of throws to get his arm back down uh, to not leave him exposed. If he gets bounced from the game, I don't know what the Saints do. Allegedly, they go to, to Jameis, but what the hell does that look like? Um, but there's just – that's one scenario out of probably 20 – um, and the other 19 have the Saints rolling. Yeah, well, you know, just like your X Factor with Khalil Mack in Chicago, um, it's, I'm kind of curious to see. Slant Boy comes back off IR, I believe, this week. <laughs> um, if, if he's healthy, uh, you have to account for him. Uh, so, you know, you got to take the uh, slight two cover, cover three buzz down. But, um, you know, if, if he's out there kind of hobbling and lingering, he's basically just a waste of space out there. Uh, you know, I love he, the Madden reference. You got yeah. you got to bring, bring your hard curls down to ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If so, if Fangio was was coaching the Bears, I'd feel a lot better about this. Uh, the first thing the Bears, and I know they are, then they better be. The Bears need to be doing this week is they need to be watching the Vikings Saints matchup in the playoffs just last year because Mike Zimmer has a game plan to beat the Saints. He obviously couldn't pull it off this year because the Vikings defense is so depleted, but the Bears do have the the firepower to do exactly what Zimmer did last year. Um the points, you guys are saying they're going to blow that cover, man. I don't I don't know. Um if if they can replicate that game plan and what they did is you take your best athletes on defense, your your actual outside monsters and you crowd them on the inside and you just blow up that middle. Um, so the, if, if they can do that against Breeze, just like the Vikings did last game, but the Saints are going to be prepared for that. They know that's exactly what the Bears are going to be trying to do. So they're going to be trying to dump it out of uh, Breeze's hands. Uh, he's going to be doing a lot of shotgun formations. Um, but if Breeze plays timid like he has been the last couple of weeks, I'm just I'm not worried, but uh, with those points, I am a little bit worried. I, I could see the Bears covering, although this is another game that I'd be really worried to touch. But yeah, the Saints are definitely going to win this game. There's really no doubt about it. I, I would be so shocked. It'd be the biggest shock of, of the week by far. It would it would take a breeze injury period, and I, yeah, I like the Saints, and I, I think I think they cover. Yeah. All right, guys. Are we gonna have fans in the uh, in the stadium for the in New Orleans? They they sh- probably. They got I don't it. think there are rules in, in Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, man. It'll probably be 100%. 100%. Uh, so, Brown Steelers is where we ended off. Uh, probably the coolest thing, you know, the way that they set up in the playoffs is normally, you know, you have the 4 o'clock game on Saturday, and then you have the late game on on Saturday, and then you have the early game on Sunday, and it closes out at 4, which is kind of disappointing because there's something that just hits differently about night games. This is an 8 o'clock game on a Sunday in the playoffs. I fucking love it. Rematch from last week, Browns at Steelers, six-point favorite Steelers. Um, a little bit surprising, because. Uh, but what do, you, what do you guys think? Well, I'm de- i got to stop by. I'm probably going to swing by. Anyways, uh, on Saturday, i got to pick up my jersey. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, Steelers, we'll see. I, I, I don't know. 
I'm assuming they they should blow out Cleveland. Uh, they're just a, they're a way better team. Uh, just about coming out and uh, performing, you know, getting in the kitchen, as Mike Tomlin would say, you know, the the faceless people, the nameless names. Um, but um, honestly, I, I, I do believe the, the Steelers put it on. Hopefully, they have enough fire on under their ass. Uh, you know, they showed they showed some some fight and some grit, and that you know, coming back against the Colts. Uh, they still showed some fight and grit, and that's all you can really ask for, uh, especially in the situation in uh, uh, Week 17. But, uh, yes, yeah, Steelers by double digits. Uh, I think this one's a coin flip, and, and, I, and I really it, – it's hard. I think the, the factor here is going to be the turnover ratio. Um, it, both teams can turn the ball over at times. Both teams can definitely force turnovers. Um, I, I think that the quarterbacks uh, – in this game, probably more so than any, are going to determine this game. Uh, if if Good Baker shows up, I, I think the Browns have a really good chance. Um, if if Good Ben shows up, I think the Steelers could cover. Sure. But I'm, I'm going to take the Browns to cover for sure. And I, I'm a coin flip on the game. I, I, I'm not I really. I really don't know on this one. Yeah. So I love. I love. Uh, the Steelers in this game, uh, with everything going on, what, what's the one thing you don't want going into a, a game like this? All these fucking distractions. Have we even seen the end of these COVID tests? They're going to be testing a lot more players. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I worry for the Browns' sake. I, I kind of wish this was a cleaner game. I think we deserve a cleaner game um, without all these question marks. But, you know, it, the, could the coach not even be on the sidelines? Is that a possibility? Yeah, yeah, the head coach will not be there. Uh, Stefanski just uh, tested positive for COVID today. Uh, two assistant coaches, I think tight ends and DBs maybe. Um, so their special teams coordinator will be taking over duties. So I'm sure uh, Stefanski is just, just going to be talking into his head and relaying everything. Um, the biggest the biggest impact, I think, definitely be Joe Patino. Uh, Patino, 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 Patino uh, is out. Uh, Pro Bowl guard, man, stud, um, sure. and, and that's huge. Yep. That so, he, so Stefanski can't be on the sideline, but is he like not even? He can't even be in the stadium then. No, he's gonna be. He's gonna be like zooming in, like tell. He's gonna be telecoming in somehow. Like right? I thought. I thought they can't have any like. He's, uh, he'll probably be outside of the stadium in some type of clean room. Because wow. I, I didn't think you could have any kind of like devices that can transmit on the sidelines. Because coaches have gotten in trouble for like texting on the sideline. Well, well, it's the it's the same. It's just the headset stuff. It'd be the same thing gotcha. as like head from the um, press box down. Interesting. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Drew. I wish this was a cleaner game because I th- I think this is a really close game. Um, and even if the if the Steelers win with with those kind of key rolls out, it's hard for me to say it, it, that would have been the case otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, I see in that with that in mind, like I, I really do think the Steelers do cover. In fact, I think they kind of kicked their ass because uh, they almost beat them last week. Like that's huge. And they I, mud stomped them earlier this season, yeah. too. And the, the defense was the defense last week. Um, I don't know, man. I uh, I really like the Steelers in this game. I, I think I think they take care of business. Yeah, I think what was the most promising for me was uh, watching the receivers make plays, catch right. the ball, make the make the just simple catches and big plays and big. Like Deontay had some very great catches. So did Chase. Uh, Juju made some plays, and something like that mentally carries over. You know, it builds confidence. Um, and I'm sure not, none of the guys were 
Uh, I know Juju and the guys are probably upset uh, that Cleveland's TikToking them after, but uh, you know, is what it is. It's all it's all mental. Do you like so, Marcus? Do you like the Steelers long term to make a deep run with the throwing the ball fifty times a game? Uh, I'm I'm com- confident that yeah, I'm I'm confident the run game gets back. No, I sometimes need a little fire. One thing I will say is if you're gonna suck ass, it was the the proper time to go like just be god awful terrible right then you finish that, that you know is the perfect time um then you get your bearings under you uh kind of get your uh chip on your shoulder again heading into the playoffs so yeah i'm, I'm still very confident and truth be told if devin bush was in I'd, I'd still say we'll roll the chiefs but uh yeah still just still my favorite to win it all man yeah definitely not my favorite to win it all but um you know one thing about big ben uh, is he's been somewhat disappointing in this, in the playoffs in his career. Um, I've always kind of weirdly been a big... I'm, I'm like his biggest critic and his biggest fan. Uh, I acknowledge the awful things he's been accused of. But at the same time, I love watching him play. Uh, he feeds, and I, I want to see vintage Big Ben come out and take care of business, kind of. And it's weird because I totally should be rooting for the Browns, but I got a soft spot for the Steelers. But we want to talk about good take, bad takes. Uh, I said in our AFC North preview that I thought that this division was the best division in the NFL, and they have three teams with 11 wins or more. So uh, definitely one of my better takes of the year. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, the COVID thing, it's just just bizarre. It's, it's a shame. It really is. I think it robbed what could have been a really great game from us. Yeah, because, you know, someone like that, there's going to be a lot of pressure up the middle, so there's going to be a lot of weight on Baker's shoulders. Um Either way, Colin Coward's going to uh, have a field day somewhere with no matter where the game goes. So. He'll find an angle. He always does. That's why. But, I mean, they, they made the playoffs. Like, like, what can you do? I don't know. That guy is, is something. Yep. He's, <laughs> he's, he's good at what he does, man. He's fucking good at what he does. But, uh, all right, guys. So that, that's, the, that's the end of the playoffs. I do want to touch on one more thing before we launch off here, which is quarterbacks going into 2021. We have a really interesting free agent class. Um, so I'm going to name off a list. I want you to pick two of these guys, and these are unrestricted free agents. Of course, there could be some tags still in some of these guys' future, but assuming no tags, or if, if you think that they, the team should tag them, go ahead and name that. But we have a really interesting free agent pool coming up in 2021. It might actually be even more interesting than last year, or equally interesting at the very least. So Mitch Trubitsky, unrestricted free agent. Um, they can't even tag him. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option, so he's done with the Bears. Uh, Dak Prescott, the Cowboys could potentially tag Dak for another year. That's still on the table. Uh, Cam Newton probably won't pick that. Uh, Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, and Phillip Rivers. So grab two of those guys, two guys that you like, and where do you think they should go? Where, where would they be a good fit? Well, uh, I think the best fit of any of these players uh, is Philip Rivers and Naples at the end of the season. Uh, <laughs> yep. Retire, go have four more kids. Yep. Um, I actually do like Mitch coming back. Um, maybe they can approve it deal. Um, I think that's the best option there. Give buys them some time, and then you don't have to pay out the ass. Um, if I'm Dallas, I'm still trading Dak, so I'm not. Even, I'll get into that another time. Um, it's Jameis, and I think I'm going to bundle Jameis and Mitch kind of in the same um, same prove it deals because uh, they're going to have Breeze has to retire. I was I was looking at the their financials the cal the cap for 2021. Holy shit, Saints are in deep shit. 
they're going to be regretting that Thomas deal even more. Uh, obviously, the, that cap changes with Drew Brees, but say, same thing for both of them. Pay him $15, $20 million, um, well above the max, but enough to, you know, and may, maybe make it like an incentive lace deal where they can get closer to the 25, 28 mark. Uh, that way you get yourself some breathing room and they get to prove it. I think, I think those in that group, those are the best options for, for me if I'm the GMs or coaches of those teams. Yeah, I like Trubisky. Honestly, I like him back with the Bears too. And I, I think the same way you said, like uh, have the ceiling be $30 million, you know, but the, the last third of it can be all incentives and, you know, $20 million base and kind of a one-on-one uh, first year is completely guaranteed. Second year is a team option if you, if you earn it. Um, I like him back at the Bears. I don't think there's anybody else you could really plug into that situation and they'd be a great fit outside of like a like a Matt Stafford. And I don't think they go back to the draft um, early enough to get a quarterback that can matter. Uh, so I, I like Trubisky back there. Or I, I, I like Mitch out west. Uh, I think he'd be a good fit in, in San Francisco maybe. Um, a team where they're going to run the ball a lot and they're not going to need I, – I think his reads would be really clear. And I think what he just – he second guesses himself he's not decisive enough for the football get him with an offensive minded coach who can actually develop quarterbacks on like Nagy, and see if he can turn into something I, I really think san francisco is one of the hot spots for for a quarterback to kind of prove it i like Jameis there too um if you can't make clean open reads throw off play action in a shanahan offense i don't like your prospects uh, for the same reason i think garoppolo is completely washed i, I don't have any belief in him at all because he couldn't do it in san francisco yep when i look at this quarterback class i got i gotta go with my the two best um and so i'm gonna throw out a few scenarios dak prescott lest we forget was on a record-setting pace before he left um if you think that that injury is going to end his career you haven't read up on it Uh, i would much rather have dak prescott's injury than i would even joe burrow's injury um, it's a very recoverable injury. It's not Alex Smith. It's it, it looked awful, right? His bone was sticking through his skin. That is an awful injury. That's a compound fracture. But it is extremely survivable. Uh, it shouldn't really affect his career. He'd much rather have that than a knee injury, certainly. Um, so Dak Prescott, what what is what are the Cowboys going to do with them? They 100% should tag him, or they should try and get him done with the long-term deal. Uh, the Cowboys have so much firepower. They could be the team that they thought they were going to be this year. Um, next year. So I think that's 100% what the Cowboys should do. And if not, the sky's the limit for that guy. I mean, he's going to get signed to a massive contract. And I, it's weird. I've done a 180 on Dak Prescott. He really impressed me at the beginning of the year. I mean, if you think they were losing games because of Dak, they were losing games because of that god-awful defense. And if and as it turns out, it came down to the last game with the Cowboys. I truly believe if Dak was in there, the Cowboys would be playing next week or this week. So I think Andy Dalton did a lot to, sh- to show the value of Dak. Yes. And I didn't include him in my mind because I can't fathom the Cowboys letting him walk. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think that's done. And I, and I don't think now – I think the Cowboys kind of luck out in this too because they can look and say, hey – Look at the salary cap right now. Yep. Look at what's happening with Mahomes. You know, Mahomes took that deal, and now the Chiefs are going to be in financial trouble in the future. I think they can bring that number back down in the thirty to thirty-eight range, and you got to do it. Yep. And then yeah, when a, J- Jerry just came out and was like, "Yeah, Dak's got the um, uh, the bargaining power," but yep. I, I'll talk some scenarios after your uh, QB too. Oh, as they absolutely should. Um, and then my other guy, it, it's all going to be dependent on if the Steelers win the Super Bowl or not. It's Jameis Winston. Because to me, I think it's a no-brainer. Uh, if 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 Ben Roethlisberger is truly done after this year, and I, I can't imagine that happens unless he wins the Super Bowl, 
uh, which I don't think will happen. So he very likely he will be back next year. But I love Jameis Winston in black and yellow. Um, he's already shown that he's willing to kind of take a back seat, be a team player. So even if he does come back next year, like the Steelers could totally make good with him. And it's just a good environment, I think, for Jameis. Maybe too good, actually. Like Tomlin kind of creates a little bit too friendly, player-friendly environment. I, th- I could see Jameis acting a fool there, but um, I love him with the Steelers I'm, next year. I'm, I'm, light, I'm lighting up. I love it because one thing that I'm accustomed to as a Steelers quarterback is great offensive plays and terrible turnovers. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm accustomed to it. We're used to it. But, you know, sometimes that's just – that's the sacrifice that comes with just incredible, mind-blowing, like, holy shit plays. Yep. Uh, you know, and you got to be able to take them the good with the bad. So um, I love it. Yeah, and I look at I look at Bruce Arians, and I think he's done a terrible coaching job this year. Jameis Winston had one of the worst years a quarterback has ever had his final year with the Bucks. There's really no getting around with around it. But he also threw for 33 tutties. So that guy, he can he can impose his will downfield. I love guys like that. We've already shown with Carson Palmer that there are bringing guys like that back to life. You you can bring a guy that as turnover prone at, at quarterback. You can you can set them straight with the right coaching. Uh, now, if Fitchner or whatever the fuck his name is is still your offensive coordinator, nobody's going to be successful there. Nobody. But, yeah, I, I love him in black and yellow. And if not, like we've all talked about with the 49ers, that would, that would really be a dream scenario for Jameis. I think I think Shanahan could do wonders for his career. Um, and I think we all agree Garoppolo is done in, in San yeah. Francisco. He's absolutely done. Has to yeah. be. Has to be. And I think Mullins look bad. Um, they, they know that Mullins definitely, you know, that illusion is over. He's not the guy yeah, in no. any capacity. Nope. Um, they're, they're due for a quarterback for sure. Sure. I think uh, I think one move I would love to see, and it, it actually makes sense like on all, all ends, uh, Dak gets traded to one of the top two picks, uh, Jets or Jacksonville, with the, with the uh, Cowboys 10, 10, the 10 pick. Uh, Jets and Jags have a ton of cap next season. Uh, so you get a proven quarterback, right? Um, you have the cap to pay him. It clears cap for Dallas. Uh, if I'm Dallas, that's the absolute move I'm trying to make. Uh, oh, that'd be wild. That'd be wild. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a long shot, but it, that'd be the most balanced uh, balanced maneuver. I would love either Mitch or Jameis in New England, too, just personally as a fan. Yeah. Um, if they don't go early in the draft, or even if they do, let's say they go early in the draft and they don't want to throw that guy you know, right in the fire. Uh, New England's going to be a lot better next year. They're going to bring back uh, six defensive starters who opted out with COVID. Um, and I think Damian Harris is is a – I think he's a solid running back. Uh, I think that it, you can commit to the run with him. You can get take some of the pressure off a quarterback. I'd love to see Mitch in New England, but I, there's, just, there's no way that happens. Yeah, I think Damian Harris finished the season with over five yards of carry on a really bad offense. So, yeah, I, I love Damian Harris. Absolutely. I, I think that's a great point. Absolutely. You know, and actually, it's kind of funny. Uh, now you bring up New England again. Um, Josh McDaniel's name isn't being uh, thrown ar- around. And Derek said this a few years ago uh, that he's pretty much he's going to be the head coach of New England whenever Bill's done. And it it almost it's for me that's gaining huge traction that his name hasn't even been said once. Like they're done. No one's even interviewing him or asking. It's the only way that Colts situation makes sense. True. He literally got pulled back into a meeting with Kraft. Like we know that's that's the scenario. Is he was in Indianapolis, he went back to Boston, he met with Kraft. Yep. And then he didn't take the Colts job. Like you piece those together. There's the, like that equation only makes sense if, if the variable missing is he was promised that job. Right. Yeah. Yep. And they what he went back and won a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> 
Alright guys, Flight to Tunisia, we're gonna close this thing out. Um, any final words about this weekend, which is one of the best weekends of sports ever? Mm, I've got enough that I'm just ready. Just hope the NFL doesn't fuck it up and we get this every year. Hell yeah, man. Alright guys, from all of us here at the Sports Memory, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great night.